0: Part of the Rewatching Good Television Podcast Network, it's the Sorkin Cast. Here's your host, Matthew Murdick.
1: All right, and welcome to Sorkin Cast, episode 34 of the podcast, where this week we are covering West Wing Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Shibboleth. My name is Matt Murdick, and I am from sorkincast.wordpress.com. That's where you can find all of the back episodes of the podcast. You can find contact links. You can find podcatcher links. And if you leave me a review on iTunes, I would very much appreciate it, or on Stitcher. And I will thank you when we do our feedback podcast for the first 11 episodes of Season 2 of West Wing. And if you have any feedback for uh, those first 11 episodes, please be sure to get them to me by Tuesday, the 19th of April in 2016, to be included. And at that point, uh, when we do the feedback podcast, I will also thank you for your podcatcher reviews. It's great to finally be able to say for this season that I have another guest. Uh, the, the way that it has worked out, I haven't been able to schedule guests because of my touring and such, but I am very happy to have a returning guest, somebody who I just had a great time talking about Sorkin with this last time. You'll hear him on other podcasts like Hardwired Politics by Alex Hahn. You'll also hear him kind of uh, mostly at the helm, uh, but sometimes just as a panelist for the great Game of Thrones podcast, Podcast Littlefell, which you can find on Twitter at Podcast L. And you can welcome back at W Axel Foley on Twitter, Axel Foley.
2: How you doing, Axel? I'm doing very well, Matt. Thanks for having me back. It's great to talk to you, buddy. You list all those podcasts. Yeah, that's a lot of talking, man. <laughs> doing a lot of talking. But I'm looking forward for, uh, to Game of Thrones coming back. And I know, even though I know that you're not doing the show, which is cool, I do expect, though, that it does bring back um, a kind of enthusiasm for the books, too, for the show to return, right?
1: Yeah. On the podcast Winterfell, we've been doing the reread of the Game of Thrones book, uh, which has been very exciting for me because the podcast had never covered that before. And um, it's interesting when you're doing a reread, even if it's just because you've seen all of the seasons of the television show, um, how much you can pick up from the books just from what has been put in the television show. So um, we've had a lot of fun about that. And I know that a lot of the panelists that we have on that podcast, among those... Um A lot of them are definitely excited about the new season, and um the cool thing is Axel, you guys will be getting to talk
2: about stuff that book readers have never seen before. you're gonna have a lot of fun this season, yeah, I think we will i mean I have some uh I have some predictions and ideas about that that I'll share on the uh podcast a little fell um but yeah i'm just I'm excited to be doing this podcast to getting back into doing a weekly podcast, you know. That's uh, that's always fun—a fun thing to do. To have that thing to count on every week, you're gonna get with some friends, talk about some good TV, and uh, you know, have a lot of good ideas come out of it. It's exciting.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we got together a little while back and on, on Twitter, and uh, I asked you if you wanted to do any of these episodes, and you specifically cited this
2: episode. Um, why Shibboleth? Why season two, episode eight? Well, I – you know, the last time I was on, um, which was it seems like a lifetime ago before I moved, I can't – what did we talk about? Which episode was that again? Uh, That was
1: six meetings before lunch, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. That was great. And I I went on a bit of a rant about the religious stuff at the end and blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And it just made me kind of think about that and why – That was my attitude, especially with this show, which is – which really – when we look at today's political climate and how divisive this election is and all that kind of stuff, it's really refreshing to sit down and when I rewatch this episode to see how Sorkin was really pushing that middle road so much, you know? um. And this episode is to me was always one of my favorite West Wing episodes because not only do you get the fun kind of international stuff, you get the interplay in the office, you get um, Bartlett, of course, just like the Messiah (laughs) rising up and solving all the problems, having all the answers people being kind of surprised that the way things turned it was just a great episode. And the religious stuff in the episode really, for me, struck a tone that I really bought it. You know, I really felt that this was, it was I really felt it was quite beautiful. And for a person like myself, who was raised Catholic and, and um, you know, I consider myself to be a... Buddhist from a philosophical point of view, not for, I don't really consider from a religious point of view, I an I would consider myself to be an atheist, but this episode makes you see the, that religion has a beautiful side, right? That it's not, you know, it's not right always to just say, oh, religions as an atheist or a person who, you know, if you're upset with religion, say how bad it is, the bad things it does interesting to take a look at it's really what it's about is people and this episode that's what it comes down to the way people treat other people not just the religion that they're they're standing in front of or behind it's really that personal interaction between human beings uh, that is a, a big part of what religion can be and this I think this episode shows us and just the way that Bartlett solves the problem shows the way you know there's times to take a stand and there's times to just do what's right you know that's excellent
1: get into some information about it it was written by Patrick Cadell with a teleplay by Aaron Sorkin and it was directed by Laura Innes Uh, you might know her from ER fame she played Dr. Carrie Weaver the episode first aired on November 22nd, 2000 and was viewed by an estimated 17.5 million viewers. Whoa! And Geos.tv, the Global Episode Opinion Survey, ranks this episode 74th. Out of 158 possible episodes, got a little summary for our listeners. The White House must deal with Chinese refugees who claim to be fleeing religious persecution from China and also must make recess appointments as the Thanksgiving holiday approaches. Um, You know, every week I like to do a little walk and talk. Uh, segment where I pick a walk and talk and there's lots of those great shots where you just kind of go through the walls and and follow a group around that says two or more characters pretty much talk about uh, whatever the issues are and this week's walk and talk uh, I kind of took because I didn't put a whole lot of stuff in our clips about CJ and her Thanksgiving struggles but I thought this walk and talk summed up (laughs) some of her silliness uh, throughout.
3: Carol? Yeah, we're starting in 5 minutes. You can move the crest to the rose garden. Yeah.
4: Hey,
1: Tuscanini.
3: I'm busy. You're learning the song?
4: I know the song. You don't know the song?
3: We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens his will to make known. You
4: know what it means? I don't have to know what it means. Listen, I don't know what you're doing for dinner tonight, but Josh and Sam and I... It's are about
3: damn time you asked me. I have been sitting here for two weeks turning down all kinds of very, frankly, glamorous invitations from people I like a lot more than you. You can't ask a girl at the last minute yeah, to just... Can't drive... come... No, I, just... I can come, I can come, I can come. Good. Should I bring anything?
4: Yeah. Do you, do you know how to, you know, cook food?
3: We're in the Rose Garden in five minutes. CJ, this is Morton Horn, he's from Jasper Farms, is here to take one of the turkeys back. What do you mean?
5: Well, I've gotta take one of the turkeys back.
3: No, no, these turkeys are going to a petting zoo in Delaware. one of them is. Yeah, but I'm gonna send both of them. CJ, Jasper Farms donated one turkey and then the other one- Right, but I'm gonna take them both.
4: No, I gotta take a turkey back.
3: I'm going to buy them from you. What's he, 30 bucks?
5: These turkeys are $275.
3: For a turkey?
5: They're specially raised.
3: At the Waldorf?
5: Ma'am. I'll I, pay it. It's already been sold. Give him a different turkey. Well, all the turkeys have been sold.
3: CJ, I... Ma'am, I think... it was
5: my understanding that one of these turkeys was to be pardoned, the other one sent back to Jasper Farms.
3: Yes, and I chose Eric because Troy doesn't like to be touched, which surely we're not going to execute him for.
5: Ma'am, I have a job, and come I with need... with me, get... please. Ma'am.
3: Grab the turkey and come with me. <laughs>
1: Having to pardon a second turkey, <laughs> I, I love that kind of stuff with um, with CJ when she gets hazed a little bit. She takes it so well.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Lo- that's what I was saying about the office interplay. This is cute, and it's like a negotiation too of of rank and of acceptance, and of her co- her coming into the fold. You know, it's. I really love it. Yeah, me too.
1: And there's usually uh, some funny, uh, like little quick jabs that uh, go back and forth between the people in the office as well. And I always try to put some of those into the podcast. So have a listen at those.
4: The Mayflower landed at Plymouth in the 17th century. The fathers of the daughters of the American Revolution fought in the 18th century.
3: It's a festival feast of some kind. Who cares?
4: Somebody needs to learn the true meaning of Thanksgiving.
3: Reenactments and proclamations and Native American corn husk hanging contests with Native...
4: Corn husk hanging?
3: Whatever. I'm the Thanksgiving cruise director around here. It
5: wasn't like this last year? I
3: wasn't here last year.
5: Where were you last year?
3: They sent me home last year. You don't remember me having a 101.7 degree fever and all kinds of flu-like symptoms? No. That's because every time we come up on a holiday, you guys check out like seniors who are done with finals.
4: We are writing a very important Thanksgiving proclamation. And possibly a new action adventure series.
6: Nobody here is checked out. Hey, I was just flipping a nickel in my office. Sixteen times in a row came up tails. I'm going home. You doing anything for Thanksgiving? The first family. What about you? Toby and Sam and I are going to watch football. Brief CJ
7: on the Chinese.
6: Yeah. Leo, do me a favor, would you?
7: Don't tell the president we're just watching football. He'll want to invite us for dinner. Well, yes, I'm sure upon hearing the news that you're free, the president of the United States will insist that you join him for dinner. I'm just saying, we've been
6: working hard, and we'd prefer to watch football rather than listen to a history of the yam in Latin.
3: This one's Eric, and this one's Troy. Eric and Troy. Yeah. And I'm to choose the more photogenic of the two to receive a presidential pardon. Yeah. Okay, I have actually a master's degree from the University of California at Berkeley. That's a good school. Yeah.
8: This is an American knife. Yes. No German knives for us. No, sir. Good job. Thank you, sir. Hold on. Sir? No. No. No, the balance isn't right. I'll take it back, sir. Yeah, you know what we need? A German knife? Yeah. I'll get on it. Sir? The Germans know how to make a knife, Charlie. Yes, sir. Will you be leading them in song? I'm sorry? The press
4: secretary usually leads the kids in song.
3: Yes, of course I will be leading them in
7: song. For I am the press secretary.
4: Thank you. <laughs>
5: I got to learn some
7: songs. Leo, one of the students is wearing his marching band uniform. One of the students is black. Listen, and you say it's not good. Yeah. It's a penetrating look. diagnosis from the White House communications director.
3: You know, I'd love to stand around and talk with you, Josh, but I have a turkey parting in five minutes. I
6: thought that was tomorrow. No, tomorrow's the singing. You're singing?
3: I'm leading the children in song. Excellent. Yes, I need Donna for a moment.
6: You need help with the song?
3: I don't need help with the song. Donna? The IMS guys will be here in a minute. Yeah. What do you mean? I need help with the song. Is it the usual song? There's a usual song. We gather together. That's the song? That's the usual song. So you know it. Everybody knows it. I don't know it.
8: (sighs) Didn't you go to elementary school?
3: Okay, showtime, guys. I've observed you under a number of conditions, and this is the final. I can't have you wigging out in the president's face. I just don't like the photo, so... You both did fine. Troy, I want you to know it was neck and neck, but I'm giving it to Eric. You were in it right to the end, but it's the flapping thing you got going on. I'll tell you what's
8: of some concern to me that I've been talking out loud this whole time. That's very unsettling. Mr. Meister, Meridian 3000 series, one piece forged blade, riveted palm handle. Terrific. I don't like the handles. Okay. Mrs. Lanningham, can I look at a copy of the Thanksgiving proclamation?
4: Sir, why don't you use the intercom?
7: Because you don't know how to use the intercom. I was standing at the door. Maybe after the ceremony you can get one of the fourth graders to come in and show you how to use the intercom.
1: Have to have some Dolores Lanningham in there because you'd never get enough of her. She was so good in this show. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's get on to talking about the uh, the episode itself. And in the first clip, the turkeys arrive from Jasper Farms. Josh briefs Leo and CJ about the Chinese refugees being detained. Toby convinces the president and Leo to add Leo's sister to the list of recess appointment nominees. And Josh and Sam tell the president that the Chinese refugees are claiming that they are fleeing religious persecution, which spawns CJ briefing the press and prepping for meetings with Reverend Al Caldwell.
3: This is Morton Horn. He's from Jasper Farms in Virginia. Tell him what you're doing here, Morton. I'm
5: dropping off, dropping off the turkeys. Dropping off the turkeys? Nobody
3: left me instructions. He had a pass for the northwest entrance.
5: I'm dropping off the turkeys.
6: Yeah. Where should I put them? CJ's C.J.? office. I definitely put them in CJ yeah, Craig's yeah, office. CJ Craig's office. It's right there. there. Yeah. Well, CJ's office is right here. C.J. C.J. CJ Handles all
4: uh, I'll CJ. Yeah. Okay. And Morton. Miss Craig is gone for the night, uh, and her office is secure, so you should feel free to let the turkeys out of the cage and allow them to, you know, roam freely as they were meant to do. Absolutely. Okay. Okay.
6: Chevrolet is slacking off. Pizza? Yeah. It's an 800 foot container ship called the Horizon. 83 Chinese were stowed away in containers in the hold.
7: I heard 96.
6: 13 of them died on the way. INS has them in a temporary detention facility by the water. Reach CJ. I'll need more than that. I don't have more than that, but I will in a few minutes, so stay out of the press room until you talk to me.
3: What about the recess
6: appointments? Toby wants to talk to the president about adding a name. Who? Josephine McGarry. Really? Yeah.
3: Is this his favorite Leo?
6: This is Toby sniffing around for a fight on school prayer. He'll get one. Yeah.
3: Hey, CJ. Hi, hey, Carol.
4: Well, I wouldn't cast her in a play, but at the Department of Education. Good morning. You want to have a debate on school prayer? Yeah. This will start it.
7: What are we talking about? Recess appointments. I've got the final list right here. Hey, Leo. James Alkins, Assistant Secretary of Transportation for Aviation. Leslie Cryer, Assistant Secretary of Commerce for Economic Development. Umberto CPO, Deputy Administrator for the EPA.
8: Leo, we're adding a name. Oh. Joseph. No no assistant secretary for primary and secondary education did my sister we want the debate
7: my sister call you and ask you for this she did not call me i'm amazed she called me i'm less amazed
4: take her name off the list not patronage if she's qualified sir Which she is phd in education six years as a principal four years as superintendent and a significant democrat they'll bring up school prayer no kidding
7: Mr. President, please don't hop on the back of Toby's horse. It'll take you to a fight we're not geared up for. We are geared up for it, and if we're not, we should get out. Sure. You first. I'll take the meetings. You're damn right. You'll take the meetings, and you'll start with aides to the Republican leadership, and you'll gauge exactly the volume of dumbness with no reward we
6: can expect.
8: Excuse me, Mr. President. Take the meetings. I'm very happy to. Yeah.
6: Mr. President, there's a wrinkle in the situation in San Diego. What is it? You're not going to believe it.
5: Why? They're claiming they're Christian evangelicals fleeing persecution. Are kidding me? They're
6: seeking religious asylum. You're kidding me. No. The Christian community is going to scream that they've got to stay. China's going to say, send them back. INS is going to say, it. the law is a law. <sighs> Steve. he did. will the White House
7: be meeting with leaders of the Christian community to hear their input?
3: Yes, we will. On the following days, we'll be meeting with the Reverend Al Caldwell, members of Beijing's Embassy and INS agents. The President has asked Josh Lyman and Sam Seaborne to run these meetings, so it's entirely possible that by week's end we'll have alienated Christians, China, and our own government. That's all I have on the refugees. I was going to release the list of recess appointments, but I'm going to wait a day. I can tell you that the list has been sent to the appropriate committee chairs, and I imagine one of them will leak it to you sometime this afternoon.
6: Don't bring it up at the
3: meeting,
5: Josh. Don't bring it up at the meeting. The guy threatened to blow up the theater in the name of God. Yes. A theater with people in it. Yes. But sending illegal Chinese immigrants back to China is objectionable. Don't bring it up at the meeting. It might slip out. Shove it back in. Okay.
1: So one thing, Axel, that, uh, of course, just overall, the fact that he has a bunch of Chinese refugees seeking religious asylum is exactly, you know, kind of what the way we Americans celebrate our Thanksgiving is about anyways, because the pilgrims that came over uh, originally were were kind of looking to establish their own religious freedom in a way. Um, And whether you, I I know that a lot of the stories about uh, the first Thanksgiving and all that, that's pretty much hogwash, but nonetheless, it's still Um, The the pilgrims themselves came over for the very reasons that these Chinese people are coming for. So I I thought that was a great way to tie into the Thanksgiving theme of the episode.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think in the context of this show, um, we're talking more about the spirit of what Thanksgiving is supposed to represent to us than what the uh, history of it is. And I think that this episode uh, is it tilts in that direction Uh, as well, but this, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And of course it brings home, you know, it it brings out the best in Bartlett that he can now, (laughs) now kind of have a, a, he's look, they were looking for that fight on the school prayer and unbeknownst to them, a different fight with very similar themes gets handed to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And which one are they really ready for? And um, I know in uh later clip, we'll have the scene when Toby gets very arrogant, you know? Right. But um, it's interesting. And, and that's what makes this show great to kind of throw a wrench in it. It's not like, okay, here's the A plot. We're going to do this fight on school. And then all of a sudden... In walks Josh and they've got a whole new thing going on there, but it's in the same ballpark and the decision is maybe not going to be the same as what they want. You know, um, yeah, the, I mean, the show is fantastically written this is the Sorkin cast.
1: <laughs> it is about Aaron Sorkin's writing and uh the, while the story didn't come from him, he did craft a teleplay, and I'm sure he had some bits in the whole bit of uh shaping the story as well uh was there any other like specific observations for, from 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 this particular clip that you
2: wanted to make? I think the reaction that Leo has to his sister is really interesting. And that's one of the most interesting parts of this episode I found is how we hear so much about his sister before we meet her Mm -hmm. and so much important things are discussed about her before we actually meet her. And I thought that was really interesting because in, in a writing sense, sorkin is putting the cart before the horse which is what happens in all these confirmations anyway you know (laughs) you hear all this he said she said about a person and i mean it's happening now with if obama is going to nominate someone you know and they bring up this name or that name and and you never actually hear the person talk until they have to go and sit down in this ridiculous but that doesn't happen in this episode but you know I, I yeah, it's 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 really funny. And one thing I did want to point out is how when Toby and Bartlett are in the Oval Office and they're talking about it, and then um Leo comes in <laughs> and picks up the list and it's what a great actor, Martin. he just is looking at Toby the whole time. Did you notice that? Right. And he's just like, wait, he's like, wait for it, wait for it, (laughs) you know, like, when are you going to say it? When are you going to say it? And it just, um, this episode is really great because it being about Thanksgiving, he really kept the acrimony among the staff in this episode to somewhat of a minimum, you know? I mean, I think Leo maybe and Toby get into it, but I think that. In general, it really is, and bringing in the sister is another Thanksgiving kind of theme, right? Family. Yeah. So uh, I just want to point that out, but we can continue.
1: Excellent. Uh, I will say this one other thing about this particular clip, and it was at the very end with with uh, Sam and Josh, uh, and they're talking about you know having to meet with the religious right, and, and Sam's basically complaining about what those guys are 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 doing in terms of this particular play but at that point in the episode i was kind of a little frustrated with sam uh, and even into the the next clip which we'll get to in a second because it seemed like to me that sam whereas uh you know we get to the end of this episode and and President Bartlett basically says, like I was ever going to turn them away anyway, right? You know, but it seems like Sam gets co- caught up in the religious argument that he forgets that people's
2: lives are involved for a minute. Well, that's that, that, like I said earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the, in my introduction, my introductory soliloquy. um, uh, That's what it's about. And that's what, ha- and that's what so much of this show is about and so much of it balances is the issues and the people. Right. When do people become issues? When is it safe to consider an incident as an issue or does that leave the people behind or does that better represent a larger group of people? That's a good point.
1: Excellent point. Well, why don't we move on to clip – where Josh and Sam hear from Reverend Al and Mary Marsh about the refugees. Toby meets with the leadership and is confronted about Leo's sister with a piece of damning evidence that he must now take to Leo.
5: Do we know that they were persecuted in China? They're Christians. I believe that they're Christians. I'm asking if they were persecuted. Yes. How do you know? They stuffed themselves in
6: 20 by 20 foot container compartments for a month and a half. Why else would they be here?
4: An 82-year-old bishop was released after 30 years in prison, then arrested again. An 84-year-old bishop was tortured until he passed out. He's now in a coma. China harasses Christians, Josh. State Department says so. Amnesty International says so.
5: I say so. It is fact. A guy writes a play called Apostles, in which Jesus Christ is gay, and you protest fine. But when a guy threatens to blow up the theater, you guys are nowhere to be heard from. That play was disgusting. So you're committed to religious freedom for all people, unless
6: you don't like what they have to say.
8: That's not what
5: I'm Don't look now, but I think the playwright's headed to China.
0: My church will pay out the bond for each of the refugees. Well,
6: we might be talking about more money. I know how much we're talking about.
0: My church will pay it.
6: If they won't, I will. Okay, thank you, Reverend. I'll pass that along. Thank you. You can't just slip her in, Toby. Slip who in? Don't be cute. I can't help it. McGarry's sister.
4: It's Mr. McGarry. And her name is Dr. Josephine McGarry. She has a Ph.D. in education from Cornell. She's published many scholarly essays on public education. She was superintendent of the Atlanta School District, servicing 58,000 students, with some of the highest standardized test scores in the country. Organized prayer in public schools is prohibited. And your problem with her is that while superintendent, she enforced the law. A law that 70% say is wrong. 70% of the people say... Laws don't work like that, Wayne. We don't ask for a show of hands. You understand that the Senate Republicans... No, I don't. Can you explain to me slowly, using small words and visual aids? Toby, Senate Republicans will hold up the confirmations of other nominees. This is
5: an abuse of the recess appointment. It's there for convenience. It's not there to circumvent the Senate's constitutional right to confirm nominees. Neither is the filibuster.
4: I'll put down my gun when you put down yours. Hold up all the appointments you want. Shut down the government because the teacher did as she was told. You'll have given us a second term and we won't even have to leave the building. But not because I'm right and you're wrong, though. I am and you are. But just because I am better at this than you not this time i'm sorry you're not better this time this is a picture of her it was a home game there was an organized prayer and she's breaking it up yes she is it's not good but it's not
7: you know these are high school students two of them are on their knees praying while being handcuffed with my sister standing next to the cop whose hand is on his nightstick It's not like we weren't aware of the incident. We didn't know there was art. It's a local paper. It's not local anymore. Well, I can save it. Does she know she was submitted? Yes.
4: How? I called her. Toby. I can save this. Margaret.
7: Ew. Oh, football game, high school, marching band on their knees. The only thing breaking up Norman Rockwell are the cops, the handcuffs, the nightstick, and my sister. Yeah. Get Josephine on the phone. Yeah. I begged you to go slow with this nomination. Post the TV. post did not desperately need to be filled. Brings the problem front and center. It brings your problem front and center, Toby. Leave the newspaper. Hey, Joe.
2: You know, you play those clips, I close my eyes and I'm transported. <laughs> transported to the white house yeah um the uh the first scene which with uh, josh and sam um i thought was a really interesting scene because you have mary screaming and sam screaming back and then josh and al going in the hall and talking And that's that kind of middle path, which is just like, okay, look, let's just try to help these people, you know, let's not use them as an issue, I just really want to help them. And I thought that was, that was really interesting.
1: I do too because it it becomes one of those things where Josh had advised Sam about not doing that, right? Uh, as they were going into the meeting. And yet that's where they go. And of course you expect Mary Marsh to go there. You, it was really cool to see Caldwell and Marsh again uh anyway, uh because the last time uh was what in the pilot where Mary Marsh was basically wanting Josh's job and such and uh it it was Caldwell was pretty much Forgot about that. Yeah, he he he. Caldwell was pretty much, uh, pretty level-headed with Leo in the pilot about Josh too. So I, I really like the Caldwell character because he seems um, less I don't know uh, so far out there. You know, it, it seems like sometimes, at, at least to me, and I don't want to get too political, but it seems to me that uh, sometimes politicians take the views of most people to extremes except in an election year and as far as toby goes with this whole thing i mean he was so ready for the fight um that he really didn't do his homework so it was kind of good him yeah. him being on his high horse like that i thought it was kind of good to have him taken down a little bit of a peg because he he you know he, he forgot <laughs> that just as easily the other side can can be that way too <laughs> and he there's one thing about this particular episode that kind of bothers me, and that's, Toby is really irresponsible here, and it's kind of up to Leo to clean up the mess uh, by the time you get to the end of this, but the thing for me is that Toby is this guy who, up until this point, we've seen, he's very, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I don't think he's on the wrong side of this issue. I think he's very much on the right side of this issue as far as, as school prayer is concerned, but he just feels uh like it's such a personal fight for him that he totally ignores um or or doesn't do all of his homework and that doesn't seem like the toby that we know the toby that we know is the guy that just by looking at a newspaper article picks up that that uh a certain senator is running for president because mandy hampton you know goes uh, is is going to work for him you know and and it doesn't seem it seems like he just kind of abandoned doing all of the, the fact checking
2: before he went charging in there. Yeah. Well, because I mean, he, in effect, was using her for this issue. That's true. And it didn't work. And he wasn't the smartest person and he wasn't better at it than them. And it's great to see a scene like that because these characters, he can grow from that. Right.
1: Well, then let's move on to the third clip where Josh and Sam talk about their meetings with the president. Leo tells his sister to withdraw from the nomination process and then gets an explanation from Toby about why the issue is important to him. And the president interviews one of the refugees to determine if he truly has religious faith.
8: You met with Chinese embassy officials? Last night, they say Christians aren't persecuted in China since they're not oppressed they don't qualify for refugee status under US or UN conditions yeah they also make the point that they broke Chinese
5: law when they left the country illegally and should be sent back to their country of origin It's a fair point
6: the INS agents also feel it's not uncommon in this situation for refugees to how do I put it feign faith yeah they'll be coached so how do you tell
8: the difference between you guys know what a shibboleth is it's a catchphrase isn't Mm -hmm. it a cliche comes from the Bible it was a password The way the army used to distinguish true israelites from imposters sent across the river jordan by the enemy sir i'm having one of the chinese refugees flown here i'll meet with him tonight
3: mr president i can't you know indefinitely with the turkey
8: yeah excuse me mr president what are you going to ask the chinese refugee i'm going to ask him to say shibboleth
3: this is gonna be a big victory for us, Leo. I will have support lined up from the AFT, the NEA. Josie, I will have support. I want
7: you to withdraw your name from consideration.
3: Why? No, I'm asking you why you- they a picture. Of what?
7: You know of what?
3: There were a lot of pictures, Leo.
7: This one is special. This one is games over. The handcuffs? Yeah.
8: And you wouldn't even consider Sticking by me.
7: A few years ago, on a campaign swing through the South, I met a Stringer photographer named Odeby Jones. He told me he had you to thank for starting his career in photojournalism because you'd give him a heads up when there was going to be something worth shooting.
8: Leo, what in God's name Look at the photo
7: credit on the picture. You called the photographer. You wanted a picture taken of that. Those kids are commendable. In this day and age, those kids are phenomenal. No, we have laws, and they are difficult, and they have to be enforced, and it's right that they're enforced. But we do not strut, ever.
4: Josie was the wrong face to put on this. Yes. But I'll tell you why it should be front and center. It's not the First Amendment, it's not religious freedom, it's not church and state, it's not abstract. What is it? It's the fourth grader who gets his ass kicked at recess because he sat out the voluntary prayer in homeroom. It's another way of making kids different from other kids. And they're required by law to be there. That's why you want a front and center. Fourth grader, that's the prize.
8: What'd they do to you? Jen Yes, sir. I'm Jed Bartlet. This is Leo McGarry. How do you do? Thank you for coming all this way. Yes, sir. There are questions as to the veracity of your claim to asylum. Mr. President, Christianity is not demonstrated through a recitation of facts. You are seeking evidence of faith, a wholehearted acceptance of God's promise of a better world. For we hold that man is justified by faith alone is what St. Paul said, justified by faith alone. Faith is the true, uh, I'm trying to shibboleth. Faith is the true shibboleth. Yes, it is. And you, sir, just said the magic word in more ways than one.
1: Love that scene with Jin and the president. I had to cut it down a little bit for time, Axel, but it was one of those things that uh, uh, just really made the episode for me because it it, uh, demonstrated him not only as a person who was seeking religious freedom, but just as a person And, and and. that's something that Bartlett never really loses sight of through the whole episode, but it's something that it feels like some of the people on the outside do.
2: Yeah. I will forgive the fact that this guy not only is Chinese, but got recently got off a boat where like 60 some odd people were dead around him. Right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) that he would give such an eloquent speech. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's true. I just have to bring it up. It's a Matt's tomato. It is. That this guy is going to come in there and say exactly what he was talking about. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but even though I'm sure it's well-known among people, you know, um, but it doesn't make it any less powerful. It's a really beautifully written and acted – scene right there it's really uh really nice yeah what did you think
1: about the whole uh, bit with uh leo and his sister um did did you come away from that um i mean i really liked leo's whole we do not strut ever thing even though i think leo has even done his fair of, share of strutting as the seasons go on but and encouraged bartlett to do it too right yes and uh, but this time around, it it seemed like he was really coming down on his sister, maybe because she is family. That that's why. But it also seemed like, you know, he felt I, I could almost apply that same speech to to Toby or maybe even Sam a little bit earlier with Caldwell and Marsh. Um, but to be I, I mean, to be fair, Sam does come around. It's just that uh, we he had to stand on his on his principles uh, very strongly at the beginning. How did how did you feel about uh, the Leo's sister? The fact that she had called that photographer, that she wanted that news to be made. I mean, do you condone that kind of approach to get a, a political view across?
2: I mean, look, it's all part of the game, right? And it just so mm-hmm. happened that it's a it, it's. It, I guess it showed either her naivete or arrogance, but. Regardless, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Then when he talked about how he interpreted it as being strutting, I just I don't know. I found that to be not a very strong argument. I found a better argument that this is going to be used against us, and it's it's a picture. Sorry, you know? I I kind of found uh it's interesting, and I'm just thinking about it now. I kind of found that his faith was false. In this, and that's really what it was: is that he wanted to protect his sister. Uh, like you better take your hammer, because look, they're going to rake you through the coals, and you're my sister, and I love you, and you know what I mean. Rather than than, he was really reprimanding her for strutting. I don't know; it just rang false to me. Okay,
1: let's move on to clip four then. And Leo and the president have to come up with a plan to allow the refugees to stay. The president passes down his carving knife to Charlie, and C.J. talks the president into pardoning a second Turkey.
7: We're trying to sell more 747s to China already, a big customer. We want China to crack down on violators of American copyrights. We're trying to get China to negotiate a settlement with Tibet. Right. Right.
8: We don't have to grant asylum.
7: If you're suggesting what I think you are, you should know what's happened before. Where are they? An INS detention facility in Ote Mesa. They're being guarded by INS agents, aided by members of the 22nd Division of the California National Guard.
8: Not the Coast Guard? No. Before? When it happened before? How did it work? Well, you don't want to piss
7: off China, and you don't want to send them back. So you got to ask yourself how secure is the INS detention facility?
8: Mrs. Lanningham? Yes, sir. I need to talk to the governor of California. What you got, Charles? A winner, Mr. President. The 1985 Komen Yomada, made in Japan from the best materials available. Lighter weight blade, which facilitates cutting and reduces user fatigue. I once chest drove the Komen Yomada. And? Not wild about it. How about this? Okay, Mr. President, I say this with all possible respect, but each of these knives cuts, you know, meat. Why is it important Because that- it's something we pass on, something with a history, so we can say my father gave this to me, and his father gave it to him, and now I'm giving it to you. Well, okay, sir, but if that's true, then why don't you already have one? I do have one. Why do you need a new one? I'm giving mine away. To whom? To whom? Funny you should ask. Charlie, my father gave this to me, and his father gave it to him. And now I'm giving it to you. Take a look. The fully-tapered bolster allows for sharpening the entire edge of the blade. Is PR. I thought I knew them all, but I don't recognize the manufacturer. Yeah, these were made for my family by a Boston silversmith named Paul Revere. Mr. President, I'm proud of you, Charlie. Thank you, sir. Five minutes in the Rose Garden.
3: Yeah. I'm sorry to ask you this, sir,
8: but... Not too late to stop yourself.
3: I need you to pardon a turkey.
8: I already pardoned the turkey.
3: I need you to pardon another one.
8: Didn't I do it right?
3: You did it great, but I need you to come out here and pardon another one.
8: Aren't I going to get a reputation for being soft on turkeys? Sir, can you come out here and just get this over with? No, I'm not going to just get this. What the hell's going on? They sent me two turkeys. The more photo-friendly of the two
3: gets a presidential pardon and a full life at a children's zoo. The runner-up gets eaten.
8: If the Oscars were like that, I'd watch. Mr. President... Just buy the second turkey.
3: They already sold
8: it. And There's not much I can do. You can pardon the turkey. The turkey hasn't committed a crime. Sir... C.J., I have really no judicial jurisdiction over birds. Yes, I know that, and you
3: know that, but Morton Horn doesn't know that. He's a high school kid from the turkey place.
8: He's in high school, and he doesn't know I can't pardon his turkey? That's what I'm betting. C.J., if we don't, and I mean completely overhaul public education in this country... Yes, sir, but maybe this is not the best time to... Where the hell is he? right
1: out here okay first off if uh the winner of the academy awards got you know uh uh, going got to go to a petting zoo and all of the losers got eaten i'd watch the oscars too i typically don't i know you do (laughs) oh (laughs) but uh yeah i I i typically don't watch the oscars so i thought that was funny um and the whole bit about Bartlett giving Charlie the knives. I mean, not only does it remind you that the Bartlett name has, that I think it's even alluded to in some episode, maybe further in the future that, that, uh, Bartlett's, uh, one of his ancestors was one of the people who signed the declaration of independence or something to that effect or the constitution. I, I don't remember which, um, Josiah Bartlett, huh? Josiah. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, And so uh, him handing these knives over to Charlie, um, that was a huge moment for me in terms of where Charlie's status was. I mean, the whole thing with the shooting at the beginning of the season, you knew that uh, Bartlett had really taken Charlie in as kind of a son of his own. But this kind of really cemented the deal and and that that had a
2: lot of feels for me. Yeah, it was. It's very all the stuff between them is really great. They they always they always pulled that off very well. Their relationship, you know, and even the times when Charlie would like yell at him, you know, there's been a couple times that he does that, right? Yeah. Um, it's always great. It's always great. And then the daughter just kind of disappeared.
1: Yeah, Zoe went away. I don't know why,
2: but it, it it was. That's why. Ah, they're always. I always wish they're gonna bring back a show. Weren't they talking about it? Or did we talk about about bringing the West Wing back for a limited series on HBO?
1: Oh, I I know that there's always there's been talk of a reunion, at least one reunion episode, uh, many
2: times. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But um, anyway, um, yeah, it was a great it was a great moment, and it was you know it, it's. It's a, that's, that's how kind of like the West wing is in many ways, like a relic in the way it's written, you know, Hmm. it's a, it's that in between step before television, before like lost and the Sopranos and you know what I mean? All those shows started coming out that really elevated it because um, it still has that like obvious setup thing going on the whole time like with the knives it's almost like a play you know right that's not bad but that is a certain way of telling a story that sometimes i be it's good to bring that back you know but it's it's really interesting the payoff is totally there um the other scene uh with cj and the president all cj's just great in this episode i thought it was really funny
1: <laughs> yes as cj cj is awesome in this uh, episode I, I tried to include as much as i could for time's sake but uh yeah i just i just loved uh her whole conundrum not knowing anything about thanksgiving really or at least thanksgiving at the white house let's put it that way since she had missed the first year uh so she's having to learn all of this stuff and then she finds herself in this conundrum that uh just as a person who loves animals, I guess, uh, after she gets a goldfish from Danny, all of a sudden she's an animal lover. <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, she can't, she can't handle not having uh, two turkeys. And the fact that they're both banking on the fact that this kid won't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of speaks to, uh, maybe that was kind of a subtle uh, Sorkin slam on, on the education system
2: of the time. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean I thought it was interesting the conversation that Leo and the president have. You know, that kind of like talking around a little bit, you know, you know like um about what they're going to do. And right. I I wonder when they say it happened before, is that in reference to an incident that actually happened? I don't know, I didn't look it up.
1: I didn't either. But I I can only imagine that uh, there's lots of times that uh, governments have, have been the rules in one way or another in order to achieve kind of a mutually satisfactory goal for other states.
2: I think I think that's most of the time.
1: Probably so. Yeah.
2: Anything else?
1: No, sir. All right. Well, let's move on to the final clip where the president pardons the second Turkey then explains to Josh what happened to the refugees.
8: Morton, this is President Bartlett. Hey, Morton. Wow. Well said. Is that the turkey? Yes. Your pardon? Sir. What do you want? Well,
3: you know.
8: By the power vested in me by the Constitution of the United States, I hereby pardon you. Okay. No, it's not okay. Sir. Morton, I can't pardon a turkey. If you think I can pardon a turkey, then you have got to go back to your school and insist that you be better prepared to go out in the world.
3: You can't pardon a turkey?
8: No. No. I'll tell you what I can do. I'm drafting this turkey into military service. In the meantime, somebody will be drafting a check, which will have my signature on it, so the folks can buy themselves a butterball.
3: Okay. Donna, would you have Morton take Troy back to his pen and remember to support his hindquarters?
8: What's wrong with The you? turkey's
3: hindquarters.
8: I'm still waiting for the thing. Right here? Let's go in. Sir? Give me two minutes.
3: I'm going to step out there and begin the singing and lute playing.
8: Whatever. I'm assuming you've heard. By the way, the Latin word for yam is dioscoria. You've heard? About the Chinese refugees? They escaped. I know. Can you believe it? No, as
6: a matter of fact, neither one of us can believe it, sir.
8: That detention center was being guarded by the 22nd Division of the California National Guard. Now, what does it say about our reserve army? That 83 men, women, and
5: children who haven't eaten in two months staged a prison break?
8: Let me read this. Well, over three and a half centuries ago, strengthened by faith and bound by a common desire for liberty, a small band of pilgrims sought out a place in the New World where they could worship according to their own beliefs. Now, therefore, I, Josiah Bartlett, President of the United States, by virtue of the authority and laws vested in me, do hereby proclaim this to be a national day of thanksgiving. I'll see you out there, sir.
6: You asked the governor to stand down the 22nd Division.
8: And call in the Red Cross. We didn't do anything illegal. You're not involved in any massive criminal conspiracy. There's no way I was letting them go, and we needed to help China with a safe face. So now they can tell their people that the mighty American military was overpowered by. Yeah.
6: So the guy passed the test, huh?
8: Do you think I would have sent him back if he'd failed catechism? Let me tell you something. We can be the world's policemen. We can be the world's bank, the world's factory, the world's farm. What does it mean if we're not also? They made it to the new world, Josh. You know what I get to do now? I get to proclaim a national day of thanksgiving.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, president of the United States.
8: This is a great job.
3: Blessed. He chases and hass his will to make known The
4: wicked
3: oppressing now ceases from distressing See praises to his name He forgets not his own
2: That was really beautiful, wasn't it? It really was. That's all about all I got.
1: <laughs> I, you know the funny thing for me, especially with the first bit with the turkey. Uh, like I said before, I think our, maybe uh, Sorkin was uh, throwing in a, a little uh, slam in at, at the education system, saying that this kid doesn't know anything about civics.
2: But he does that. Does I mean like that's the funny thing about that's what makes this character so great is that sometimes he just will be wildly arrogant and bullish and just like really even kind of mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll turn it around and it's almost like he's acting and it's, it's kind of strange and maybe it's indicative of how great politicians are, you know, that he can shake a hand, shake a hand and be making fun of the guy looking the other way. You know what I mean? But, um, it certainly wraps up in that nice. We got the kids singing. It's a, it's a, you know, Hey, I'll watch this on Thanksgiving with the family. <laughs> All
1: right. Very good. Uh, and, and I, a couple other quick things that the yam call back to, and I've had it, I guess in the, in the, uh, quick jabs, but the whole call back to the, to the yam thing, that was great that, uh, it just tells you that, that Leo basically tells Bartlett everything, which I loved. And, um, I, and I'm, I, I never mind because it is typical Sorkin. I never mind the whole moral of the story thing that you get at the the end of every episode. Um, Plus, you have to consider that uh, not only like you mentioned, um, this was before television really got elevated by shows like The Sopranos or The Wire or what have you. Um, but it's also network television, which has never been at the same level as cable television to me.
2: If this if this show was on network TV right now, people would be like, "It's breaking new grounds." <laughs> probably so. <laughs> probably yeah. so.
1: Probably so. Probably so. Bartlett, he he like you said before he he's actually. Uh, making fun of that kid even more because he tells him he can draft the turkey. Uh, like he can draft the turkey any more than he can pardon the turkey. That's hilarious as well. So loved all of that. But why don't we get to our episode rating? I have to say, he, he, here's the thing. I, I think that as a, as a holiday-themed episode, it, it's it's really good. I love the Charlie moment. Uh, I love the themes of family and and the idea of coming to a new country to to get a new start and and all of that. Um, The the Toby stuff makes me worry a little bit about the fact that it seemed like he had to kind of almost, to me, abandon a little bit of the character that we knew in order to get this done. Um, But... Other than that, I really didn't have a- any real problem with the episode. It's still not one of my favorites, and it seems like something you still got to watch uh, around the holiday, that specific holiday for me personally. So I'm only going to give it a 7.9 on on my grading scale, which you can, guys can find at sorkincast.wordpress.com, which is still a good s- score. Uh, it's just that uh, it probably wouldn't rank as high as some other episodes in this season for me. How about you? You know what, Matt?
2: I've been thinking about it, and I've been thinking about the Sorkin cast rating system. Uh-oh. And I'm going to give it this. I'm going to say, cancel Thanksgiving. This Sorkin episode is on. 10? <laughs> giving it a 10, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> it's just a Thanksgiving episode all right
1: yeah you don't need thanksgiving if you've got this episode huh exactly right on my man well thank you so much again for joining us i really appreciate you taking the time i know it's hard for some of us to get together these days because we're all uh so busy with other things and and uh i appreciate you taking the time to, to join me for this particular episode um, once again you can find axel at w axel Foley on twitter uh, please follow his podcast at Podcast L, which stands for Podcast Littlefell, which will be covering Game of Thrones for season six. Be sure to check that out. And uh, anything else you want to plug, Axel?
2: No, that's about it. We'll hopefully do a bit more of these um, uh, hardwired politics with Alex Hahn. Uh, Alex will do them, and hopefully we can get one out. We recorded one the other day. I'm going to try to push that out. Um And uh, if not, we're going to come back again and and do it up right. Excellent. All right, folks, we'll be sure to check that out uh,
1: while we're covering the the make believe world of politics here in the circuit Axel is covering the real world of politics with Alex Hahn in Hardwired Politics And remember, folks, next week is Season 2, Episode 9, entitled Galileo. And if you want to contact the podcast with any feedback, please do so by April 19th of 2016 uh, for the first 11 episodes of Season 2 of West Wing. In the meantime, this is Matt. Take care.
0: Find all of the back episodes links and more information at sorkincast.wordpress.com leave the podcast a written review at our itunes or stitcher store pages to submit feedback send emails to sorkincast at gmail.com or call 314-669-1840 The Sorkin cast is a member of the re-watching Good TV
2: network.